Greetings, and welcome to another episode of Resumes and Interviews. I am your podcast host, Nicolette Hemingway, the Interviewologist Career Coach. I help professionals like you develop the skills to interview with confidence and competence. I will also help you write that resume where you stand out from the other candidates. If you are transitioning careers, seeking a promotion, or changing industries, I am the career coach to assist you. Today, let's talk about behavioral and situational interview questions. When you have behavioral and situation interview questions, these are designed to assess how you as the candidate will behave in the past or how you might behave handling a certain situation in the future. And so I'm going to give three top examples from each set. So with the behavioral interview questions, you may be asked, tell me about a time when you had to deal with a difficult team member. How did you handle the situation and what was the outcome? I recall one of my positions where a coworker and I just couldn't get along. And sometimes that happens in the workplace where you and a fellow team member just don't click. And that's what happened in this particular case. She and I would disagree on aspects of programs that we were a part of, and we just couldn't see eye to eye. I decided to invite my coworker out to lunch and I shared my background with her, where I was originally from, experiences that I had in my childhood, where I went to college, and my environment. And so she also shared her background with me. And we found out that we had some common interests, like we both liked to watch a particular show at the time, Beverly Hills 90210. We liked eating Chinese food with chopsticks, and we enjoyed going to the movies and sitting high up, you know, in the movie theater. And so with finding common ground, the common interest that we have, we saw that even though we were different races, we had different backgrounds in terms of culture and religion, we had common interest in things that we like to do. And so building on that helped our relationship at work become better. So we both understood where the other person was coming from and we were able to work together cooperatively and collaborate where it was a win-win, not only for us professional, but for the team overall where the team could now breathe a sigh of relief because they know we weren't going to start going back and forth regarding a program. So with that particular question and my answer, interview panelists are looking to 
assess you as the candidate's ability to manage interpersonal conflicts, also being able to communicate effectively and resolve issues within a team. And for every response that I give, these are actually real life situations that I experienced throughout my career. So these are not answers that I'm just grabbing out of thin air. These are answers that actually happened. Second question you could be asked would be, can you share an example of a project that required you to work under tight deadlines? How did you prioritize tasks and ensure the project was completed on time? While I was the team leader on the budget project, we had very tight deadlines. A lot of times we would come into the office and the Office of Management and Budget would send us an email saying they need these particular numbers by noon. So whatever I was currently working on, I had to stop that and prioritize the numbers that OMB wanted to have by the time. So what I ended up doing was setting reminders on my calendar so I could work on, say, what OMB wanted me to do for, say, an hour, then stop, work on other priorities that I have, and I measured the time out so then I could still meet that 12 noon deadline that OMB wanted in terms of numbers and dollar values. So prioritizing work was very important to me, making sure I allotted enough time to deal with that priority that was due in the morning, and then also still work on other projects that I had deadlines on, but could have been later on that week. So prioritizing my work was very important. So for this particular question, interviewers are looking to evaluate you as the candidate's time management skills, also your ability to work under pressure and your approach to meeting deadlines. Here's the third question that you could be asked during a behavioral interview. Describe a situation where you made a mistake at work. How did you address it? And what did you learn from the experience? I recall a time when I was working for the Food and Drug Administration that I was having a conversation with the representative from the pharmaceutical company, and I inadvertently told them that their drug was not going to be approved. As soon as the words came out of my mouth, I realized my mistake. I ended the call with the pharmaceutical representative and I immediately went to my division director to let them know my mistake. I apologized and I let them know that, hey, I'm taking accountability for my actions and the director reassured me that it was okay because based on the feedback that we had been giving them on their drug that they should have known that they weren't going to get that drug approved. But 
I'm glad that I went to my director because not too long after the director and I had a conversation, the representative from the pharmaceutical company actually called my director to ask questions about the decision that was going to be made. So my director was not blindsided and he was able to handle that situation with diplomacy intact and therefore I wasn't looked at as being irresponsible because I told him beforehand and I apologized for my mistake. So with this particular question, interviewers are looking to gauge you as the candidate's accountability. Also look at your problem solving skills. How did you resolve this mistake? And your willingness to learn and grow from your mistakes. So you definitely want to be accountable. Own up to your mistakes. None of us are perfect. We're all going to make mistakes. Apologize for them and come up with a solution to resolve that mistake. You don't want to just be like, oops, things happen. And you leave that issue hanging in the air. Come up with a solution for that problem. So let's switch gears and talk about situational interview questions. So a question that you could be asked would be, imagine you're leading a team and a major change in the project scope occurs unexpectedly. How would you communicate this change to your team and adjust the project plan? Again, when I was the team leader on a budget project while working for the Food and Drug Administration, due to the 9-11 incident, Congress appropriated the FDA hundreds of millions of dollars to handle things that may come up in terms of with food or with water. And so I had to have a meeting with my team to let them know about these unexpected changes and how it would affect us as a team. And so I assured them that they were doing a great job in terms of getting numbers for the budget and also for, you know, putting in that extra effort to meet deadlines. And so I let them know that we had this new money that came in and so that we as a team would have to come up and do analyses on how much manpower it would take with those additional funds. And so we had to prioritize this particular task and still complete the priorities that the Office of Management and Budget, you know, gave us as well to meet deadlines to work on future fiscal years. And so I just let them know that, you know, I appreciated their effort and we had to prioritize based on this new mandate that came from Congress. So with this particular question, they're looking at you as the candidate's ability to lead. They're looking at your leadership skills. Also, can you adapt to, you know, changing situations? Because some of you all 
work in environments where priorities change rapidly. And so you have to be adaptable and flexible to that. And also they're looking at your communication skills and how you handle unexpected challenges. How are you communicating this to your team? How are you able to adapt? You know, we have to change our mindset at times. Okay, I was working on this project full steam. I have to put this down for a couple of hours and then focus on this new priority that wasn't expected. So you have to be flexible and adaptable. Second situational question, you could be asked, you're tasked with introducing a new product to a skeptical client. How would you approach the meeting to build their confidence and address their concerns? One thing I would do with a skeptical client is let them know that I understand their skepticism. This is something new, something that you're not used to dealing with, and also highlight the benefits of this new project and answer any questions that they may have because I want to keep that focus on them as the customer and to let them know that I'm here with them, I understand their hesitation, and I want to continue that good relationship that we have and their good relationship what they have with the organization. So for this particular question, interviewers are looking at your ability as a candidate to persuade someone. They're looking at your persuasion skills. They're also looking at your customer-focused approach. You know, are you customer-centric? Along with your ability to handle difficult client interactions. Because in the end, when you're using your persuasion skills, you want it to be a win-win for everyone. A win for you, as in you're getting the client to purchase a new product, and also a win for the client that they're purchasing a product that they feel comfortable in using and knowing that you are there as a backup if they have any questions or run into any difficulties with the product. Our last situational interview question could be, suppose you're working on a team project and a team member consistently misses deadlines affecting the project's progress. How would you address this issue and ensure the project stays on track? I had a team member while I was the team leader on the budget project that was turning in work late. They were also not participating in team meetings. They were also not keeping the team on track in terms of project deadlines and milestones that we made within the project. What I did was take this team member out to lunch. I assured them that they were a valuable member of the team, but I noticed that 
their productivity was off, that they had been turning in assignments late, they weren't participating in team meetings, and they weren't keeping us on track to make project deadlines. That team member shared with me that they were going through some things personally in their life. And I assured them that they were a valuable team member, We loved how they were organized. We loved how they kept us on track with project deadlines and project milestones, and that the team and I were there to help them in any way that we could to get through this difficult time. A couple of weeks went by, and I noticed that that team member was turning in their work on time, and they were turning in quality work along with them participating in team meetings, you know, giving ideas, giving feedback, and they were keeping us on track again with project deadlines and letting us know about milestones that we hit. So for me, a conversation away from the office and letting that person know that they were a valuable part of the team and the skills that I liked that they brought to the team, let them know that they were appreciated and their work and their skill was valued. So for this particular question, interviewers are looking to examine you as the candidate, your ability to manage team dynamics, address performance issues, and maintain project efficiency. Because when you are a team leader, you have goals you have to meet as well because you have someone to answer to. So you want to make sure that everyone is working together as a team to meet organizational goals, organizational deadlines. And as a team leader, you have to address performance issues. No, it's not something we like to do, but when you're in a leadership role, this is something you'll have to address. Performance issues, attendance issues, quality of work issues. And also, you have to keep that project going. You have to be efficient. You know, when you're assigning team members pieces of a project, All the pieces come together as a whole to keep the project moving to have efficiency because it may affect your organization's bottom line. So you definitely have to stay atop on those things. So when you are preparing for an interview, you have to remember also, use the STAR method. And STAR is an acronym for situation, task, action and result and you definitely want to focus on the action and the result if you can quantify it with numbers percentages dollar amounts that is great and you also are looking at how you know candidates when you're answering these questions panelists are also looking at your approach, how do you think, your critical thinking skills, your problem solving skills, your communication skills. Those are things that they're looking for when you're answering these questions. So 
study particular questions. Things now that panelists are asking are about conflict resolution, communication, problem solving. So find behavioral and situational interview questions where you can go ahead and have your answer thought out, write it out, and that way you can study it. Because when they're asking these questions, they're looking for a story. So this is where you're going to respond with a two or three minute story so they can see you know, your critical thinking, your problem solving, your communication skills. Whereas the common interview questions, this is like a 30 second to a minute answer where you're highlighting skills. Here you're giving them a story chronicling, you know, the situation, the task, the action, and the result. I hope this episode was helpful for you. Again, I am Nicolette Hemingway, your host of Resumes and Interviews, and we will see you on the next episode.